And I'm Ash. Welcome to Crime Potatoes Podcast. Grab your snacks, get comfy, and let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode. Hello. Sorry, I got food in my mouth. You're good. While you're on the topic, what's your snack (laughs) this week? (laughs) Well, I really need to go snack shopping. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) Because I'm stealing my kids' goldfish crackers. Honestly, most of the time, my snacks, I mean, I guess not on the show because I have my like hidden snacks you know but throughout the day they're like walkers fruit snacks or you know whatever of his <laughs> sometimes I'll even eat his applesauce pouches That's true I do the same yep but I I need to restock my hidden snacks that are mom's snacks only I get that. and then I just got water because I've already had three cans of diet Dr. Pepper today so nice yeah <laughs> I need water <laughs> I haven't had any Dr. Pepper today, but that's because I went to the freaking grocery store to get a new case of strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper, and they were sold out. And I did not want normal Dr. Pepper. I wanted strawberries <laughs> you and cream. Wanted so. That is good stuff, though. Yes. I honestly it wish is. they made it in the diet, because I can't drink the Zero. The Zero gives me headaches. Same. So I know. The first time I tried it, I was like, hmm... Nah, but then I tried it again. I was like, okay, what? This is really good. I was the same way with when they came out with Dr. Pepper and cream soda, though. The first taste, I was like, no. But then See, it just I'm got better and better. A big fan of that. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites, but it did taste better the more like I drink it. Fair. No, when I was pregnant with my twins, they had a Dr. Pepper vanilla float. <gasps> Oh, and it was so good. I remember that. They need to come back with that. So, Dr. Pepper, if you ever sponsor us, please come back with that. Yes. Let's collab. (laughs) Oh, boy. I think you're a little young for me. Why? Your age is showing and my age is showing because I almost had to ask what collab was and then it hit me right before I asked. So How embarrassing. I know. All you oldies. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, but really, if you don't know what collab means, it just means collaborating with another company or another podcast. So lingo that you guys do. I know. I'm sorry. Shorten all the words. It's fine. My kids are, my older boys are, their favorite words are epic and that's sus. Yeah. My eight-year-old boys are saying that. Okay. I have never said that in my entire life. So I am not that young. Yeah. They say that's sus. Oh boy. (laughs) I I do not know them. But you do, and you love them. It's fine. I do. I do love them. What are you snacking on, Ash? So I actually just got done with work. I was in my facial appointments, so I just ran inside, and I didn't grab a snack. I just made my version of... Or actually quite the opposite of the Sleepy Girl Mocktail, if you've heard of that. It's really popular right now. Like, 
at least in the esthetician world, to make what's called a sleepy girl mocktail, which is tart cherry juice, a probiotic drink with magnesium powder. Um, this just helps your body relax and everything. It's good for your gut health and stuff too. But personally, I am not not a probiotic drink girl. If you have had them, I I honestly think they're gross. But that's because I just love my sugar, I guess. Hey, I don't you've know. had the Karma drinks. Yeah, they're Karma? a probiotic water drink. There's blueberry lemonade and strawberry lemonade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess I do like those. But these are like the, if you've ever had like Olipops oh, or the Poppies. Yeah. Yes. I don't like yeah. those. I'm not Though a fan of those. Though there was one, actually, like a strawberry cream yeah. one that I actually really liked, surprisingly. But the rest, I Ooh. haven't. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Anyway, so, yes, I did say I just got off work, and so, obviously, it's a little bit <laughs> later tonight. But I made my definitely opposite of Sleepy Girl Mocktail. Oh. Um, <laughs> I have... I have a fourth cup of Mountain Dew and then like three fourths grape juice. So that's that's mine. <laughs> I thought you were being so good explaining this this mocktail that helps you sleep and feel good and yeah. and then mine's Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, maybe I need to try the yeah. Sleepy Girl mocktail. I never sleep. Yeah, I've actually been wanting to try it. And because if you have like tart cherry juice, it might kind of drown out some of the probiotic drink flavor, you know, that I don't like. So I might have to try that and then I'll give you guys an update. (laughs) I'll let you try it first. (laughs) Okay. Before we get started, I also apologize. If you remember last week, my little boy was sick and it caught up to me, of course, over the weekend. And so I'm just recovering. And so I sound a little stuffy, I feel like. So... I apologize, but hopefully we can make it through and you can understand most of what I'm saying. All right. Are you ready for this week's case? Today we are talking about the McStay family. I don't know if I've heard of them, but now I remember you saying that you were going to watch a documentary on them. All right. Yes. And I actually, before we start, so I did not get to watch that freaking documentary because I'm cheap and we have like Hulu and Netflix and everything. But in order to watch the documentary, you had to be like a premium membership, you know, and I was like, guess I'm not doing that. So, but I might, I just thought of this after I finished my case that I might be able to rent it on Amazon. So I'll keep you guys updated on that, but (laughs) all right. Joseph McStay and Summer married and had two little boys. Joseph was 40, Summer 43, Gianni being four, and Joseph Jr. was three. The happy family lived in Fallbrook, California, and had just moved into a new house that they had began renovating to create their dream home. Summer worked as a real estate agent, and Joseph was the owner of Earth Inspired Products, which was a company that designed and installed water fountains. Being his own boss, he was able to work from home when needed and spend more time with his family. It was 2010. The excitement of the new year was passing and they had just celebrated Joseph Jr.'s third birthday. February 4th was just a normal day in the McStay household. Joseph attended work meetings and Summer talked to her sister over the phone. On February 9th, after family and co-workers hadn't heard from Joseph, 
they decided to send someone to the house to check on the family. His business partner drove to the McStay's house and knocked on the door. No one answered. He went around to the backyard. The family's dogs were outside, and they had food in their dog bowls. Figuring that the family had left town and asked someone to care for the dogs, the partner left. So for this family, it wasn't unusual for them to just take some family trips, like well, short trips they were out kind of town. Of worked for themselves in a way. Yeah, like I said, he was his own boss, so I mean he could kind of do as he pleased, right? And she's a real estate agent, so I'm sure she's a little bit more of the same way, kind of works when she wants and stuff. Yeah, so um, they the dogs were being fed, so they figured, you know everything's good. They probably just went on a trip. February 13th came, and it had now been nine days since anyone had heard from the family. Joseph's brother decides to make his way to the house. Still, no answer at the door. The brother walks around the outside of the house and finds a window that is partially open. He pulls himself up and climbs inside. He makes his way further into the house. Everything is seemingly normal and in place. Again, the dogs are there, and they have been fed. So he decides to leave a note for the person that has been feeding them and asked if they could give him a call because he hasn't heard from the family and was worried. Finally, later that evening, the brother got a call. However, it wasn't what he had expected. The call was from animal control. The officer on the line said that they were planning on taking the dogs because they had been left outside and hadn't been fed in over a week. It turned out that someone from animal control had stopped by to make sure the dogs were getting food. So the theories that were drawn up were wrong. Where was the McStay See, family? Okay. Pause. Maybe it's just me. And maybe it's just our family. Because even though we're, we all live in different areas and aren't going on the same vacation, I'm always in contact with you guys. I'm always in contact with mom. I'm always in contact with you. And even dad knows if I'm going to Bear Lake or something, you know? So it's just weird yeah. to me that they wouldn't let anyone know that where they were going. Yeah, and they have tried to contact them, but they just weren't picking up. So that obviously bring up some concerns. And then again with the dogs, I mean... Once they saw that the dogs were getting fed, I'm sure they were just like, well, the dogs are getting fed. So they had they had to have set something yep, still, up, you know. But then weird. when they learned that the animal control had been feeding them, this brought up some red flags because the family said those dogs were just like children. They were very well cared for. And so they that. would never just leave the dogs and leave them without food. Immediately after getting off the phone with the animal control, the brother quickly makes a call to the police and reports the family missing. Three days later, on February 15th, the house is searched by investigators. There had been raw meat left out on the counter, which meant the family must have either left in a hurry or assumed they would be back quickly. Cell phone records were searched also. Joseph had made many phone calls in the evening of February 4th and him and Summer had exchanged a few text messages that evening as well. Then it all ended. The phones so went silent. So when they say the phones went silent, does that mean that records show they turned off after that or just no activity? 
just no activity, so no response. So anybody who tried to contact them, they weren't getting any response. I never found like exactly if they could tell like the phones were turned off or anything. Um, as far as my research, I'm not sure, but I know that they just weren't answering their phone calls from any family members mm-hmm. or coworkers. Finally, a neighbor came forward and the case got hot. This neighbor had security cameras. Yay! Yes. <laughs> the cameras caught the McStay car leaving the home on the evening of the 4th and never returning. Investigators put out an alert to see if they could track down the vehicle. Quickly, they were able to learn that the car had been towed for a parking violation near the Mexican border. They seized the car and began searching for evidence. And again, things mostly seemed normal. The car seats were in place, there were toys thrown about, and even the front seats matched the height of the now-missing couple. Again, security cameras caught the car. It had arrived on the afternoon of February 8th in that parking lot. Okay, but they were last seen leaving on the 4th, the night of the 4th. Mm-hmm. So did they live close to the border, or did they have yes. to drive a ways? I believe they were like a couple hours from the border. I want to say like an hour and a half to two hours. So that's weird that it didn't show up until the 8th, four days later? Yes. And Sorry, am I getting ahead? <laughs> I'm getting ahead. My bad. No, you're good. No. They were not able to see um, when the car left the home. They were not able to see any of the occupants. They just know it was the family's car and it left the family's home okay and then that is the same case again when the car arrived to the parking lot on the 8th again it for some reason it didn't show the occupants i don't know i'm pretty sure i'll have to find the footage but i'm sure it was probably caught the car driving but it didn't actually catch it like parking um something like that because again it wasn't able to catch any of the occupants in the car okay Hmm. Being so close to the border, the theories start arising. Maybe the family went on a trip to Mexico. Maybe they wanted to start a new life. The family disagreed. Summer had previously mentioned in a conversation with her sister that she would never go to Mexico willingly, that it was too unsafe. Once again, cameras at the border caught on video who resembled to be the McStay family walking across the border at about 7 p.m. on February 8th. So a little less than two hours after the car had parked in that nearby parking lot. So the video footage shows a male adult holding a child's hand with a woman in front of him holding another child's hand. And again, male, female, and then what looked like two, two little boys. So the mixed day family. Okay. The family was called in to see if they could identify them, but all they got were mixed answers. Yes. At first glance, it was definitely them, but then they looked closer. Yes, they resembled the family, dressing like them, wearing hats like they had, but one thing seemed off. Joseph's hair was full and bushy. In the video, the man's hair was much shorter, which can be kind of touch and go because, I mean, he could have just cut his hair, right? (laughs) But they were just, the family was like, no, that's... That is not Joseph. They weren't quite sure about the other three, but they were sure that was not Joseph. Okay. Going off pictures and home video analysis, which is just, you know, taking home videos. (laughs) That was dumb. You don't need that. Let's cut that off. Let me start that paragraph over. (laughs) I don't know what I was doing. Going off pictures and home video analysis, investigators were sure that it was the mixed stays in the video. They must have walked across the border willingly. 
To back the theory, they looked up the family's passports. Joseph had one, but it hadn't been used before or after the disappearance. Summer's passport was expired, and the kids never had any. Not to mention, back at the house were the kids' birth certificates. There's no way the family could cross the border without any documents. Investigators had hit a wall. With no other clues, no other evidence, not knowing sure if it was the McStays on the video, the case grew cold. Yeah, I just don't buy the just deciding to take off and start a new life. For one, if their passports haven't been used or expired and the kids don't have any and they obviously found the birth certificates, they can't cross the border, but... Just on top of that, again, if I was going to leave, you guys would know. Or, I mean, or you'd be coming with me to start a new life. Because I'm not going to live my life without you or mom. (laughs) Right? No. But, and you, like, you got to think about, like, they had just bought a new house. And they were completely renovating it. And they were building their dream home. Like, I don't think anybody would just pick up and walk away from that. Yeah. You don't just... stop in the middle of that and leave unless you were forced to or something happened yes i am going to add one more thing though that is really gonna kind of drive you crazy oh no so they were able to obtain search records from the family computer and three days before the family went missing so three days before february 4th mexico was searched on their computer so vacationing in mexico (laughs) what the i know it kind of throws you for a loop you like wait wait what yeah but they still couldn't cross without all that stuff i mean unless they had fake ones I know. made but it drives you crazy right i don't think that's <sighs> okay all right let's keep going yeah. Three years passed, and in April of 2013... Wait, three years? Yes. Okay. In April of 2013, the San Diego Sheriff's Department announced that they believed the McStay family had traveled across the border into Mexico voluntarily. The family still denied this was the case. And it doesn't end here. Okay, that's good. On November 11th, 2013, a motorcyclist came across remains. Oh, no. Not one set... But four sets of human remains were discovered buried in two shallow graves in the desert of Victorville, California. Near the bodies was also a three-pound sledgehammer. (gasps) Okay, okay, you're probably going to tell me because, yeah, just keep going. I don't want it. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I'm into this. Two days later, the sets of remains were identified. They belonged to Joseph and Summer McStay, along with their two children, Gianni and Joseph Jr. The deaths were ruled homicide by blunt force trauma. Uh, mm. It makes the Mexico thing really confusing. All I gotta say. Yes. Anyway, (laughs) the case went from missing persons to homicide, and the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department took over. They focused in again on the McStay's vehicle. This time, they revealed DNA that had not belonged to anyone in the family but to Charles Merritt. Who the heck is Charles Merritt and why didn't they freaking do this before? Sorry, I get that there wasn't a lot to go on and they probably couldn't really do much when they 
didn't have much that was yeah. and so from my understanding they had searched the vehicle before but everything was normal they only found you know clues from the family but and i'm not 100% sure if they did dna testing before but now that they found the bodies it really pushed them to it, for I mean, sure that, do yeah, dna testing or maybe get more particular with it but no yeah that yes. makes sense especially so, because uh well, like you said, that the house, there's nothing that looked out of place at the house. The dogs were being fed, stuff like that. And so there was nothing, uh, nothing sus. Yeah. Oh, please never say that again. Sorry. That was so dumb. <laughs> I will mention this too. When the police went to the house, they thought it was a little odd, but the family was like, no, nothing is out of place. But what the police found odd is that there were boxes everywhere and they were unpacking. The police, I guess, just hadn't realized that they had just barely bought the home and were still unpacking. Mm. Um, so at first glance, the police were kind of like, maybe they are packing up and moving or something like that, you know, but the family was like, no. They just gotcha, bought this home. Yeah. They just bought this home. They were just unpacking and getting comfortable. So mm -hmm. now that makes sense. And before I go on with more about Charles, I just want to say, like in different sources, um, his full name is Charles Chase Merritt. Um, so some sources go by Charles and some sources go by Chase. So if you do look at any of these sources, just know that it's the same person. Charles was Joseph's business associate, and state records showed that Charles had felony convictions of burglary. He was able to pass a lie detector test, but looking back at the interviews from 2010, there were a few red flags. Charles used past tense when talking about Joseph, years before the bodies were found, saying stuff like, my friend Joseph was, you know, like that. As they dug deeper, they revealed more and more. Oxygen True Crime states, Investigators found Merritt was in dire financial straits due to a gambling problem and owed Joseph more than $42,000 because of botched work in 2009. Although McStay had been lenient with Merritt in the past, investigators believed that he'd finally reached his limit. So they believed that shortly before the family went missing that Joseph must have talked to Charles and kind of was pushing him to get that money that he owed him. Yeah. And they're saying this is kind of like a motive. So Charles obviously owed Joseph a lot of money um, and they also found that he had allegedly forged checks from Joseph's account. Investigators believe that Charles killed the family in their home and drove them to the desert where he buried them. On November 5th, 2014, Charles Chase Merritt was arrested and charged with four murders. His trial began in January 2019 and lasted 50 days. Charles was found guilty of murdering the McStay family and sentenced to life in prison for killing Joseph and given the death penalty for killing Summer, Gianni, and Joseph Jr. Charles is currently serving time on death row at San Quentin State Prison in California. And that's it. I just seriously, 
That's always the motive. I swear. Sex, money, or drugs. Money, money. Yep. Man. Yeah, It. it's so sad. You look at the pictures of the family and you can tell they just love spending time with each other and they love going on trips and the kids are just so cute and just such yeah, happy spirited little kids it's yeah so it's um, pretty, guess, pretty sad uh killing them didn't help him financially at all so he was one of joseph's business associates so i don't know if that meant he would take over i don't know if that you know I don't know if that mm-hmm. contributes to him getting more money any if Joseph is gone. I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't want to get in trouble because he owed Joseph money. So he tried to get rid of him so that nobody would know. And he almost got away with it. He yep. would have gotten away with it. Thank goodness that those bodies were found yes. and that family got justice as much as one can get justice. But man, that poor family... Those poor babies. Yeah, I know. It is so sad. So that is our case for the day. Um, I will keep you guys updated. I'm going to check Amazon to see if the documentary is on there. Or if any of you guys have seen it, please go comment on the post and let me know your thoughts. The documentary is called Two Shallow Graves. Um, so if you guys want to go check it out and then all my sources, I didn't list them at the beginning because I spaced it. So I will just be putting those in the show notes. So cool. Cool. Yeah. I love documentaries. So I'm always trying to find good documentaries to watch. And then I force my husband to watch them with me, which I think it concerns him. I'm kind of opposite. True crime documentaries. Yes. But just documentaries in general, I hate them i hate 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 them but my husband loves them and that's all he wants to watch see it depends like i said i like documentaries especially true crime obviously but because of my boys we watch a lot of shark documentaries so i know a lot about sharks they need to come visit jace we watch disneyland documentaries and mcdonald's documentaries and the zoo documentaries hey the boys have been watching some World War II documentaries with their dad, so. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. <laughs> Some of them are really good. <laughs> okay, you you have fun with your documentaries. I'll have Fine. fun with my fake crime shows. <laughs> we can't, I can't even watch those anymore, especially if Mike's watching them with me because he'll just say, cops don't do that. That's cops, not real. That's not real. Yeah. They don't do that. That doesn't matter. It's just a show. Yeah, but they don't yeah. do that. <laughs> so dumb. Anyways, thank you for sharing, Ash. That was a crazy case. No problem. Sad, of course, but yes. crazy that he seriously almost got away with murder. Yeah. Three years went by, and then the bodies were finally found, and it moved pretty quickly after that. That's so crazy. Yeah. Some people. Well, thank you guys for listening. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you are following us on Instagram and TikTok at Crime Potatoes. We do have something fun and exciting coming up soon. So you're not going to want to miss it. It will be posted on our Instagram um, in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you're following us. Yes. And like I said last week, you don't want to miss this. So like Ash said, make sure you're following us, especially on Instagram, because that's where this exciting thing will be posted. Well, we will see you next week for a brand new episode. Stay safe, potatoes. Bye.